56 mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by James Gaddis Jewelers. Diamonds are forever! Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Welcome back, everyone. 804 The Time, hour number two here on Sports 56 Mornings, the Friday, September 29th, 2023 edition. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Zach Boyd were in the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. We'll talk Memphis 901 FC with head coach Stephen Glass in just a moment. Second hour of the program brought to you by our friends at James Gaddis Jewelers. They are your family's jeweler. If you're in the market for an engagement ring, maybe going to pop the question over the holidays. This weekend maybe a good time to stop by and see the folks at James Gaddis Jewelers. If you're looking for that special watch, they have Rolexes and all other types, all different brands. They have custom-made jewelry, gemstones of all types, bracelets and necklaces, earrings and pendants, plus estate and vintage jewelry. They have it for you at James Gaddis Jewelers, plus two repair experts for fine watches and jewelry. Layaway and financing is always available at James Gaddis Jewelers, 4900 Poplar, between Mendenhall and St. Nick in the heart of East Memphis, on the web at GaddisJewelers.com. Currently sunny and 69, looking at a high of 91 today under generally sunny skies. Tonight clear with a low of 69. And then tomorrow for your sports Saturday, a busy one with Memphis 901 FC in action against Birmingham, the Memphis Tigers in action in college football against Boise State. We're looking at a mainly sunny day with a high of 90 degrees. Last week, Huge win in Tampa Bay for Memphis 901 FC as they clinched a playoff berth for a third straight year. Here to talk about that, the team, and getting ready for the postseason is the head coach of Memphis 901 FC, Stephen Glass. Coach, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Yeah, doing well, thanks. Thanks for having us on again. Hey, congratulations, first of all. I know that was uh, big, obviously, to get to the postseason. It's not an easy task, and now three in a row for this team. But for you personally, taking over this team, and uh, you know, it wasn't easy. You had some hiccups, uh, certainly, during the course of the season. But, boy, you've righted the ship, and this team right now is playing some great soccer. Yeah, I think in terms of the club itself, growing year on year, it's really important that we keep hitting the postseason. Uh, but I think the team, the team's been playing particularly well. Uh, top of the table and a lot of metrics uh, within the, within our performance. So it's been, it's been a good year, but we've, we're looking to top it off, and we've got a couple of home games coming up now that can help us do that nicely. Where do you guys, or as far as you know, the, the postseason when you get to that point, what do you feel like right now you're doing well, but maybe even need to do a little bit better as you get ready for postseason play when it gets here? Hey, I think uh, I think we just need to keep doing what we're good at, you know, and believing in ourselves because I think we've been we've been difficult to beat. We don't lose a lot of games, uh, and I think the, with the firepower we have throughout the team, we believe we can go anywhere and play anyone and win. So I think we just need to retain that belief and keep rolling and not switch off the fact that we've actually made the postseason. You know, you can you can switch off a little bit. It's important now. We keep nailing it down and try to try to get a home game in the playoffs too. It would be really nice. Exactly. You want to keep that momentum going. You got three more matches. I believe two of the three are home before the postseason. That includes the rivalry. Birmingham. They are in town for tomorrow's match, seven o'clock over at AutoZone Park. Uh, it's become a really good rivalry over the years. But as you said, Coach, home field advantage in the uh, in the offering. So certainly, you guys want to go out there and take care of business and get that home match at least in the first round. Definitely, I think, and, and the one thing that we've done recently with the performance level is we've managed to put it in our own hands. Uh, we've jumped ahead of Louisville, uh, jumped ahead of a lot of teams that spend a hell of a lot more money than us as well. So that's important. Uh, but we we know if we win these three games, uh, we will be at home for one game minimum. So that's 
that's a huge carrot for us, and we're, the boys are hungry to do it. The training's been continuing to be at a top level, so we're, we're hopeful that they'll see the fruits of that on Saturday night. Got quite the performance last week from Rodrigo da Costa, named USL Championship Player of the Week with the hat trick. Certainly, um, that's that's always good to see when your guys getting honored like that. Yeah, I think uh, there's been a couple of times our boys have been disappointed actually, uh, but I think it would be very very hard to ignore Rodrigo after the game on Saturday night. His performance level was brilliant. His, his work for the team was excellent, and his finishing, his quality was was out of this world too. Uh, and I think he was part of a big team perform- performance, but. He got the limelight on Saturday night, and I think uh, with, the, with the level that the players are playing at, hopefully more of them will come before before the end of the season. You alluded to the the, the team makeup, and it's not like uh, you know money's falling out of everybody's pockets over there, but you guys continue to go out there and tweak the roster and add pieces uh, maybe that weren't there at the beginning of the year, and that's a sign of a good organization that's always trying to get better and better. You just recently added another keeper in Richard Sanchez. So if you wouldn't mind, Coach, talk about that, uh, the the transition of, of looking always to add, to be better, no matter what the uh, the roadblocks are financially, and then tell us a little yeah. bit about Richard Sanchez. Yeah, so I think in the first place, I think the club itself did a great job of putting together a roster over the last few years. So there's been a lot of people involved in that. Uh, so it's, it's been good that that keeps happening. Uh, like you said, not easy on a budget, but it's brilliant that we can do it. I think we've shown we can do that. Uh, adding people keeps it fresh as you keep moving if you keep your group static during the year it can get a little bit stale a little bit stagnant but I think the freshness of new guys coming in has kept the momentum up as well so that's been good uh, Richard we, we felt like we needed some help with the goalkeeping group Drew's done really well recently I think it's important that there's competition for places right throughout the team which there is uh, but the goalkeeping spot as well that's really important for us so Richard will come in he will compete to play. It's not a given he comes in to start. It's not a given he doesn't. So they, they both come in. So uh, Richard's in. Drew knows it's not a given he starts. So mm-hmm. his performance level has to stay at a level. So it drives it drives the quality that people will see on a Saturday night. But experienced goalkeeper, won the U17 World Cup. So he's got, he's got experience behind him. Uh, but also we've got a good goalkeeper in Drew as well. So it's important that we, we value the guys that we have. For people that don't know, um, kind of explain the the playoff format, how many teams get in, and, and the situation yep. as far as you guys are concerned, as you said, with the idea of if you do play a home game, when that would be. Yeah, so the the, the top eight qualify in each conference, east and west. Uh, one plays eight, two plays seven, etc. Uh, so we would be, I think we're looking at being third or fourth. We will probably play number five at mm-hmm. home. Uh, and we're... we're probably sitting hoping that number eight knocks off number one and we play at home again against number eight. <laughs> yeah, so. Exactly. <laughs> so as long as you're the higher seed, you're hosting games throughout. Yes. Yeah, the highest seed will host every time. So it's not unreasonable that someone goes and beats the number eight and the number one seed. So you can you can go from thinking we're going to get ourselves one home game to playing mm-hmm. two or three. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important that we do finish the season uh, strong. Stephen Glass joining us. He's the head coach of Memphis 901 FC. Huge match tomorrow against Birmingham Legion. Their rivals, that will be at 7 o'clock at AutoZone Park. A lot of times with, with American football, I talk to coaches, um, when they have a any giving, given game, the team they face could do different things offensively and defensively. So the game plan is never really the same. I would imagine that's the same in soccer, although I don't know for sure how how different uh, 
lineups are. But for example, you just played Tampa. Now you're playing Birmingham. Are, are is it a different setup, Stephen, when you go into these games, or do you pretty much try to dictate what you guys do well, and that's what you do try to do every game? Yeah, we we've got some basic principles we stick to, uh, but we we can change shape within that. So I think actually your your question is bang on the money because we went. We went to Birmingham and changed shape to a shape that we'd not started in a game since the start of the season, pretty much. So, sprung a little surprise. Um, the change in shape worked pretty well. We controlled the game. Doesn't mean that we'll do the same thing again mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Uh, but also, I think they might end up changing a little bit, but I'm not sure they've got the personnel to do it. But the one thing we've said to the players throughout the season is the, the game will be dictated by how we handle the game. So that's, that's going to be our continual belief. We're capable of changing within games. Uh, we're capable of starting a different shape. The players have been very good tactically. So I've got no no problem knowing that. If, I, I believe if we play well that we'll win. Um, and we'll, we'll certainly compete. It'll take a very good team to beat us, is, is my opinion. You just said what I was going to ask you next. You just answered it, but maybe you can expound on it. You said, I got no problems in changing mid-game. That's what I was going to ask you. If it's hard to alter, once you've got the game plan, you go, okay, Birmingham's going to do this, so this is the way we're going to attack. You have your meetings, you have your practices, and then all of a sudden they start out and they're doing something completely different. It's, it's not that much of a problem to have to change mid-game. No, we've we've also the, the players themselves they understand different shapes that we'll play against. There's there's only a limited number of shapes you can play sure. against to be right. So we, we've faced all of those. So they've found solutions, and we've given them solutions, and they found them both ways uh, all season. So we, if it happens on the pitch during the game, you can't get the information to them because it's a little bit noisy and it's a bit hectic. They they understand that they've been brilliant with that. And then there's also been times that we get them in at half time, and you can really show them and nail it down a little bit easier. Uh, but the, the players have been fantastic all year. Uh, I think the fact that we've done so much this season, we've played, I think, we're 30 games, 31 deep, something like that, the, the, we've done a lot, so the tactical understanding's there from the players. So they know they know the solutions for any problems that other teams can throw at us. Coach, are you a golf fan? I am. I, am. I, I assume you're pretty happy fan. this morning. <laughs> 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 I assume you're feeling pretty good this morning then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we don't get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> did, did you get up I'm really also, early to watch that? No, no, no. I got up to a nice surprise and saw the 4-0, but I'm also, I'm also Scottish and pessimistic, so we won't celebrate until it's finished. <laughs> <laughs> the Scots are pessimistic as a bunch, huh? I didn't know that. Very, very, oh, wow, very. Wow. But yeah. by, by the way, um, are, are you enjoying your time in Memphis? Yeah, I, lo- I love it here. I love it here, and I think uh, I think that's important as well. When you're in a city and you want to be here, that's really good. I think you can you see that throughout our group of players as well, which has been important to us, bringing people and, and trying to keep people that want to stay here and be here. Uh, because I think there's something special about the city. Uh, I think it takes if you want to come here and represent the city through a sports team. I think it it means a lot to people, and I think it's. Uh, so a bit of a humbling experience when you're meeting people and they're kind of thanking you for what you do in the city and things like that too. So nice. It's, I, I love it here. I like the people here, uh, and and long may it continue. Well, keep it up. Uh, you get to the postseason every year. They're going to love you, Coach. Uh, no question about that. <laughs> hopefully, and, yeah, and hopefully, nice. and hopefully you'll get a, a home uh, home field game for uh, at least one round, maybe more. Uh, it'll go a long way tomorrow if uh, you can knock off Birmingham again. A big rivalry game tomorrow, folks. Seven o'clock. 
at uh, AutoZone Park should be a dandy between Memphis 901 FC and Birmingham Legion FC. He's Stephen Glass. He's the head coach of Memphis 901 FC. Coach, as always, thank you so much. We'll talk to you down the road. Thank you. And just one quick note, guys, as well. Tomorrow evening, there's one of the Bluff City Mafia special supporters going to be smashing the guitar. So if there's a, mm-hmm. if there's a good number of people can be there to see that, that would be brilliant. They'll, be, uh, they'll, they'll enjoy what they see tomorrow night. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. I wonder how many guitars. So you have probably, what, 15, 16 home matches? It's a lot of guitars. And the Gibson factory's not here anymore. I don't know what type of guitar they use, but you think you'd get them wholesale if the Gibson factory was still here. <laughs> Buy them in bulk. I, I, maybe they did. Maybe they're stocked up for years to go, years to come. By the way, I know recently Seth Hennigan smashed the guitar. At a 901 FC match. And somebody asked them, did you do it better than Coach uh, um, Coach Silverfield? And he, he gave him like a look like, what, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you serious? Are you asking that question? We do actually have a lead in another match. Max Holman, Wyndham Clark, one up. So we've uh, now led twice so far today. Doesn't mean we'll win the match. Uh, McElroy and Fitzpatrick have now won six straight holes. Wow. Six up through seven against Morikawa and Shoffley, which is, that's, I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> the idea of winning six straight holes. Uh, Team Europe up in two matches. We're up in one match. One match currently tied again. And uh, in case you missed it, if you're just waking up, uh, Team Europe swept the first matches, the foursomes. So they have a 4 nothing lead. It could be a massive lead for the Europeans here after day one. Looks like uh, an incredible crowd, at least for day one. Again, playing these matches just outside of uh, Rome, Italy. And if you've uh, never been to Italy, folks. And you can get to Italy, go, go. That's a destination uh, country, no question about it. All right, we'll see if the Americans can rally. When we come back, we're going to talk a little baseball, and then we'll have 10 in a row, the game show that has swept the nation about an hour earlier than usual. We are loaded with guests for hour number three. Of course, I gave you a little bit of the details of James Gaddis Jewelers, our second hour sponsor here on Sports 56 Mornings. But each Monday and Friday, they also bring you the Memphis sports fact. Did you know the great D'Angelo Williams, who will be recognized tomorrow at the game, between the Tigers and Boise State, will become the first former Memphis Tiger player to be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. He'll be the third person overall, but the first former player. He stands sixth all-time in career rushing in FBS history, 6,026 yards. By the way, he led the nation as a senior, averaging 178.55 yards per game. He'll be honored along with the 2003 New Orleans Bowl team that uh, played in the New Orleans Bowl, including the great Danny Winprine, who was on with us earlier this week. Should be an incredible day tomorrow. Uh, They're being honored both uh, tonight, I think, privately. There's a function going on, and then tomorrow publicly at the game. The Memphis Sports Fact, again, brought to you each and every Monday and Friday by our friends at James Gaddis Jewelers. You're tuned in to Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us 
at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by James Gaddis Jewelers. Don't you just love it? Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. So, talk about the um, McElroy Fitzpatrick winning the six straight holes. Matthew Fitzpatrick starting in number two after he parred number one. Birdie, 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 eagle, birdie. Is that good? And then Rory birdie the next hole. So they are uh, they are seven under through seven as a team. <laughs> That's hard. To, I mean, I, I, there's not much you can do uh, if you're more cow and shuffle. If they're, I mean, if they're just out there birdieing every hole, making eagles like I. That's that's a. They just walked into a buzzsaw here. That is uh, this is Fitzpatrick. My goodness gracious. Getting destroyed, as they say. We got 10 in a row coming up in just a few moments, so get ready for that. But uh, before we dive into that, give you a chance to win a great prize package. Talk a little Major League Baseball last night. Boy, you're probably going to hate the Braves or or do hate the Braves more than I hate the Braves as they beat the Cubs 5-3 to three last night. The Marlins were losing to the Mets, scored two. Was it in the top of the eighth or top of the ninth? Top of the ninth, right? Top of the ninth. Top of the ninth. Then the game was not able to continue because of weather. So they're going to resume that game at 12.10 Central Time on Monday. The season, the regular season, scheduled to wrap up on Sunday. But they will have to play the rest of that game on Monday if it's necessary. It ain't going to be. It may not be. But if it is, then you're talking about at least Miami, no, Miami would have to be in New York and then turn around and the playoffs, the wild card playoffs would begin on Tuesday. I'm not sure if they would play Tuesday. What, are they going to have two series on Tuesday and then two on Wednesday to begin? No, they're all Tuesday. With, they're, they're all Tuesday, Tuesday? Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, my gosh. you got to turn around then and, and start your, your best two of three wild card series. So it is what it is. They couldn't continue. They tried to continue. But that's the situation with two late runs. Miami, all they have to do is get three more outs. And they'll be up on the Cubs, but the Cubs are still hanging on for that final playoff spot with the Reds fading. Yeah, I, the, the Cubs are, I mean, the Cubs would have to sweep the Brewers and the Marlins would have to lose, I guess, two to Pittsburgh for that game to matter. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, more than uh, likely it won't. They won't. They don't have to, they, they won't have to worry about going back to New York. The the Cubs have made sure of that. In the meantime, the American League West, what a doozy. Seattle walks it off against Texas. Get two in the bottom of the ninth. They win it home over Texas. So now, in the American League West, you have, with three games remaining, couldn't be any tighter, you have Texas with a two-game lead over the Astros. The Astros with a game lead over Seattle. As far as the wild card is concerned, you have Tampa in, Toronto, as I said, no, I didn't say Toronto. Toronto's up one on the Astros, who in turn are one up on Seattle. So, really, you got three teams battling for two spots. 
But you also have the little battle going on between Texas, who's already in, with the Astros in Seattle for the division. Are the Te- are the Rangers in? Maybe they're not. Have they clinched? They haven't, right? Have they? They have not clinched a spot now. Yeah, they so could, they could still end about. So Texas right now in first by two games with three games to go could conceivably not make the playoffs. That's how crazy that AL West is. So again, Texas final weekend, two up on Houston. Three up on Seattle, and I just told you the wild card scenario in the American League. Time now for 10 in a row. Not five, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine, but 10 in a row. It's 10 in a row. It's the game show that has swept the nation. Uh, We weren't able to uh, bring it to you last week, and so we uh, are antsy to get a winner. If you want to participate, 360-8255. That's 901 360-8255. Jump on the Sports 56 listener lines right now. What is the prize package? We've got $25 gift card to East Coast Wings and Grill. We've got $25 to Sunrise, either the original location or Sunrise East. And we also have a couple of Malco movie passes and a free haircut from Supercuts. Something I do not need. Want to thank, happy to give that one away. Want to thank Supercuts for jumping in as well to provide prizes for us. That's a great prize package, okay? 360-8255. Here's the question. We're getting ready for the start of NBA camps opening up next week. Media day for the Grizzlies is Monday. Current NBA players, current NBA players who are the longest tenured players with their team. Current NBA players who are the longest tenured players with their team. I'm giving you a real player, a current player. I'm not faking you out here. I'm not trying to confuse you. For an example, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., he's the longest tenured player on the Grizzlies. So that answer would be a yes. 360-8255 if you'd like to play. If you don't want to play, if you don't care for the prize package, then uh, just don't participate and we'll wrap the thing up. But 10 in a row, we've been around for a long time doing this thing. We love giving away prizes. And if you don't like winning prizes, that's fine. We can move on to do something else. 360-8255. I know you guys want to look it up. Some of these things are hard to look up. Just play. Be a man. Be a woman. And call in. 360-8255. Current NBA players who are the longest tenured players with their team. 360-8255. If you'd like to participate in 10 in a row. Again, if not, we'll move on and we'll, you know, do away with it. The, um, if the, uh, let me correct, if, unless the Cubs sweep the Brewers, basically, and even then it wouldn't, the, the Marlins are playing the Pirates again, so they could very well dispose of them anyway. But unless the Cubs sweep the Brewers, in all likelihood, that game Monday will, will not need to be completed on Monday. Okay. And I don't see the Cubs sweeping the Brewers. I don't see the Cubs winning a game. <laughs> After what they just, after what they did against the Braves, are you a realist as opposed to a pessimist, or are you both? Uh, Can you be both? Can you be a realist and a pessimist? I'm a realist. I mean, the Cubs, Cubs are like, yeah, and I don't know what the. I think the Brewers are pitching Woodruff today. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their pitching rotation is going to be for the other two games, as I would assume they're setting things up for the wild card series. But uh, and I don't know how much they're willing to. Oh no! Actually, they've changed. They aren't pitching Woodruff, so they're going to, I guess, pitch nobody this weekend. So that might give the Cubs a chance. But um, I still don't expect the Cubs to go in there and sweep them. 
I think the Brewers would love to probably keep the Cubs out of the postseason. And again, with the Marlins playing the Pirates, even if the Cubs sweep, there's a good chance it doesn't matter. McElroy Fitzpatrick, as you mentioned, six up on Shoffley and Morikawa. They're through eight. Homan Clark, one up on Rose and McIntyre through eight. Kepkin, Scheffler, Trail, Rom, and Hogart. They're down one through nine. And then all square, Hatton and Hovland, Thomas and Spieth, the Americans in a 4-0 hole. If they, after being swept this morning in the alternate shot foursomes, first time since 2006 that Europe had a lead after the first session, and only the fourth time Europe went unbeaten in a session overall in Ryder Cup history. All right, 360-8255. The question again, current NBA players who are the longest tenured players with their team. What's the prize package once again? $25 to East Coast Wings, $25 to Sunrise, a couple of Malco movie passes, and a free haircut from the folks at Supercuts. All right. Let's see how Anthony does. What's up, Anthony? Hey, Anthony. Hey, let's try it. All right. How's it going? Uh, going well, thank you. Again, I'll read the question. Current NBA players who are the longest tenured players with their team. Trey Young. No. 360-8255. It's amazing the turnover of rosters. And guys, you would think, ah, oh, they haven't been there that long. Like Jaron Jackson Jr., for example. It's not like he's been there forever. He's the longest tenured Memphis Grizzly. Again, if you'd like to participate, 360-8255. We're going to do it only in this segment. So you need to call right now if you'd like to uh, give this one a shot. Current NBA players who are the longest tenured players with their team. Not the oldest player on the team, not the longest tenured player in the NBA. It has to be with that current team they're with, uh, the longest tenured player. Let's see what David's got. What's up, David? Hi, David. Hey. Here we go. How's it going? Good, good. Current NBA players are the longest tenured players with their team. Steph Curry. Yes. Jalen Brown. Uh, yes. Jaden Ivey. No. Pascal Siakam. Yes. De'Aaron Fox. Uh, yes. Here's a softball for you. LeBron James. No. Three six zero eight two five five. Wow. Got the harder ones. Got the LeBron. Missed on LeBron. Three six zero eight two five five. Super easy. I mean, you got, you think like he just got to the Lakers? The whole like team's ago, turned. But, but they turned but, over that whole team. They turned over that whole darn team. Three six zero eight two five five. Current NBA players who are the longest tenured players with their team. We got a few more minutes, folks. Great prize package. That's the way to get your weekend started. If you'd like to participate, don't be shy. Three six zero eight two five five. Current NBA players who are the longest tenured players with their team. Um. Well, I try to delay a little bit so we can get some more callers in before I call this thing off. Next week, Media Day, Grizzlies on Monday. Normally, we're at Media Day with the show. When we were doing middays, of course, uh, we would be there. It's going to not It's not going to start till noon, so obviously we can't broadcast live or we'd be just sitting there by ourselves in the dark. But uh, I plan to be over there to uh, listen to the players. I'm very interesting to... I'll be very interested to hear uh, not only Marcus Smart, also to see D. Rose once again. Um, it's been a long, long time. But also to see 
kind of the mystery man, Stephen Adams, where he is. I'm sure Brandon Clark will be there, and we'll give everybody an update on where he is uh, with his rehabilitation from his injury. But I think there'll be a lot of interest. Unfortunately, there will not be John Morant. 360-8255-360-8255 if you want to play 10 in a row again. $25 to East Coast Wings and Grill. $25 to Sunrise. A couple of Malco movie passes and a free haircut from Supercuts going to the winner. Let's see what Daniel can do. What's up, Daniel? Hi, Daniel. How's it going? Going well. Trey Young. Yes. Zach Levine. Yes. Carl Anthony Towns. Yes. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yes. 360-8255. Current NBA players who are the longest tenured players with their team. Next. Mario's next. What's up, Mario? Hey, Mario. Greg and Eli. Mario, good luck today. I'm rooting for you this time. <laughs> All right, you're halfway through the second list if you were listening, so let's uh, let's start from the beginning. Steph Curry. Yes. Jalen Brown. Yes. Jaden Ivey? Yes. Oh, Mario. I was rooting for Mario. Sorry, Mario. 360-8255. I got a few more minutes. Goes down as another L. few more minutes. We love you. 360-8255. You're getting close. I think you're probably pretty close to the Morikawa Shoffley level of six in a row losses. Current NBA players who are the longest tenured players with their team. Again, I used Jaron Jackson Jr. as an example. He is the longest tenured player on the Grizzlies, so that would be a yes. 360-8255. Got two more minutes if you'd like to participate. By the way, uh, Morikawa and Shoffley did have a hole, so the streak is over. They didn't. It, it ended at six. They didn't have a hole like they got a hole like they want a hole. They have the hole, yeah. And Homa, Homa and Wyndham Clark, uh, now two up. So we have our biggest lead in any match today. It's only the second lead we've had overall. So, uh, but they are now two up. So, uh, so we're we're we've got we've got one match we're leading in. And let's see, Spieth just made the putt, so they are still tied. Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth still tied with Hovland and Hatton in their match. By the way, Wyndham Clark did not play this morning, uh, nor did Justin Thomas. And Jordan Spieth, and they are all square in their match against Hatton and Hovland. So you got some new blood here in the afternoon after what was a horrible start to the Ryder Cup for the United States. All right. Oh, excuse me. Gosh. I was... <laughs> I was like, destroyed. So did something go wrong? <laughs> I almost destroyed the whole studio there. <laughs> I was just waving at Eli to, uh, to let's go to a break here. Again, um... If you don't want to participate, that's fine. If not, um, you know, we'll just hold on to the prizes ourselves. East Coast Wings and Grill, one of the prizes that is available in 10 in a row. East Coast Wings and Grill, the place to go to watch all of the action from football to the Major League Baseball playoffs. Of course, the last week of the, the last weekend of the regular season in Major League Baseball, NFL, college football, the Ryder Cup could even get there. Of course, the action ends early in the day here, but you can sneak in a little bit 
of time there at East Coast Wings and Grill to watch the end of the Ryder Cup action here today and, of course, tomorrow and Sunday as well. East Coast Wings and Grill has 60 different flavors of wings to choose from, plus all kinds of other great items on the menu for you to choose from. 24 draft beers on tap, plus any other drinks that you want. They've got you taken care of. Great people there to serve you as well. Great food, great atmosphere, great people. That's what you're going to find at East Coast Wings and Grill and all kinds of TVs to watch all of the action. You can find them just off Highway 64 on Kate Hyde Boulevard. That's the road that runs right there between Lowe's and Walmart off Highway 64. And that's where you're going to find them at East Coast Wings and Grill. By the way, did you see the uh, tweet from the person that owns the D'Angelo Williams car, the number 20 car? I did not. Remember the Heisman campaign? We got those little I've, cars. They were, I've got one. Yeah, they were. I don't. I don't know what happened to mine. I, I, I don't know if I gave it away, but um, there, it was really, really cool. It was a, it was a great idea. It wasn't gonna. It wasn't gonna happen for him. Didn't have that type of national support. But somebody with a real car had that same design put on that car, and that car is being resurrected. I don't know where it's been, but it's being resurrected for this weekend. So I'm sure along. A spot in Tiger uh, in Tiger Lane, there'll be that number 20 car that I'm sure a lot of people will want to come over and take a picture with. And, and maybe D'Angelo himself will come back over there and uh, take a picture with the owners of that automobile. But that's going to be there uh, during uh, tailgating uh, Saturday for the Tigers game against Boise Slap State. Slap four Goodyear tires on that bad boy and let's bring, bring it on down to Tiger Lane. Looks nice. I mean, it looks like it's in great shape. Maybe they just... Put it away. I can and park the little model one on Tiger Lane. <laughs> Tiny Elvis could get his picture with that. Maybe they put it in a garage and left it there for can all we, these years. If we if we're, if we're bringing cars to Tiger Lane, can we can we, can we bring the Marlowe's car out in Whitehaven to Tiger Lane as well? The Marlowe's barbecue on Elvis Presley. I haven't seen that one. I don't, I, I don't know. What you oh yeah, I don't know. Oh come on. Marlowe's barbecue. Yeah, that's the one right off the of Elvis. Presley. I'd ask you if it's good barbecue, but like, you don't eat meat, so. You wouldn't know. Is it a, like, it's a car. It's a car outside of their, their restaurant. Like a race car looking? Yeah, it's a nice looking car. It's, it's right near, near the Krispy Kreme. Yeah, no idea. Like you like you know it when you see it. It's just you wouldn't know it. By I don't think I've ever driven by Marlowe's. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't think I've ever. You said, what's it on Elvis Presley? Yeah, it's off of Elvis Presley. It's a little distance from where I live. Oh, if well, you, if yeah, you are going, if you're coming off the interstate and you go... Um, How far past, from Graceland? Past Graceland. Graceland's on your left street, side. Literally. It's just down the road from Graceland? Just down the road. I had to have driven by it a few times at least. Even recently. I I, I would have recalled that, the car. I, I believe you. Marlowe's. Barbecue. All right, there you go. They got all the publicity they need right there. We need to take a time out. You're listening to Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. We are Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. 
This hour is brought to you by James Gaddis Jewelers. To reveal the full spectrum of its dazzling color. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Quick little recap from football Thursday night, in case you missed it. Detroit embarrassed Green Bay at Lambeau 34-20. It was 27-3 at the half Lions. They held the Packers to 20 total yards in the first half and cruised to the victory. David Montgomery with three touchdown runs to lead the Lions, who improved to 3-1. And And in college football last night, winners were Western Kentucky, Jacksonville State, and Tulsa in the American Conference all over Temple 48 to 26 in a high-scoring affair. You got four games tonight to continue to whet your appetite before tomorrow's main course. Louisville, North Carolina State in the ACC. Utah and Oregon State should be a good one in the Pac-12. You got Louisiana Tech and UTEP, and Cincinnati is a one-point favorite at BYU in the Big 12. Big game coming up Sunday between the Dolphins and the Bills. Of course, the Dolphins coming off their 70-point performance. I don't think they'll get to 70 against Buffalo. Interesting note from Todd Furman. This is pretty crazy. Since 1970, in the NFL, there have been seven teams before the Dolphins who have scored at least 60 points in a game. The following game, after scoring the 60, mm-hmm. they are 0-7 against the spread. Wow. Buffalo is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Miami, and I like and, them. I like and them to they cover have, that. And, and I think, if I remember correctly, the, he, they have failed to cover the spread by an average of, like, 12 points wow. in those games. So they uh, Teams that score 60-plus generally do not have a good next game. <clears throat> and we'll see if uh, the Dolphins, what they do on the road in Buffalo with that one. I saw, by the way, or I didn't saw, uh, see, I heard driving in on Fox Sports Radio before we came on, they were talking about Tua and the unbelievable start to the year he's having. He's certainly a leading candidate for MVP. Can he continue it? Can he stay healthy? That's the big question. But the the stat was, I'm trying to do this by memory here, he delivers his pass the third quickest out of any quarterback in the NFL. It's out of his hands, zippity. But what's amazing is... He also averages per pass the sixth longest distance. So in other words, he gets it down the field quick, but gets it down the field. It's not just little chunks and little drop-offs. So that's pretty amazing to have that combination, to have that quick trigger, yet to throw the distance he's throwing on those passes for per average. Well, it's nice when you got the fastest receivers in the league to get down the field. <laughs> exactly. And they get Jalen Waddle. Like, that's the thing. Last week they scored 70. They didn't even have Jalen Waddle for that game. Uh, they were without their second receiver. So uh, they're expected to have Waddle back this week. Now, the team that gave up 70 last week, the Broncos, mm-hmm. they're in the, um, I don't know what you want to call that matchup, the Broncos Bears. At least one of them should get their first win of the year. If the Broncos give up 70 to the Bears, they might need to be relegated. How about if it ended in a tie? That would be apropos, wouldn't it? It uh, don't don't be surprised if it does. A couple of this this surprised the heck out of me. I didn't realize how good the Saints' defense has been. The Saints playing Tampa Bay this week. If they hold Tampa Bay to twenty points or fewer, mm-hmm. it would be their twelfth straight opponent that they've held to twenty or fewer. 
That has not been done since the Cleveland Browns in the 94-95 seasons. So you're talking nearly 30 years. The Saints defense is trying to do something that hasn't been done in nearly 30 years in the NFL. The other side of that, the 49ers, who are playing Arizona, they're looking to score 30 points for a seventh straight game, which that hasn't been done since the 2012-2013 Broncos were able to do that. But man, I did not realize the Saints defense had been that good here. I knew they've been good. I didn't know they were holding everybody to 20 or fewer. Well, I had that stat, and I can't remember what it was last week about them. I knew they were really good. I didn't know they were that good. But it's interesting with the Saints over their history. I mean, they've had, at times, really, really formidable defenses. The defense led by Sam Mills and company, that great Saints defense. Was that Greg Williams coaching them up back then? Or was that a different Saints defense with Greg Williams and the whole Bounty Gate and all that stuff? Compared to... Well, Sam Mills and those guys? No, that was before. That was, that was before, before, right? Yeah. So that was a great defense. Then they had another Pat great... Swilling and Sam Mills and that... Yes, uh, okay. Jackson and all those linebackers. Yeah, they were all they were all like Hall of Famers. So that Saints defense was great. Then you had the Greg Williams defense, which was really, really good, but it was all the controversial, you know, paying them money to, to go after the quarterback, go head hunting and that stuff. And then you have this defense, which is lights out. So they've had these pockets of amazing defenses with the uh, with the New Orleans Saints. Problem is now offensively, Derek Carr's banged up. Can Jameis Winston lead them? Kamara comes back. So you have Thomas now back. Jimmy Graham caught a touchdown. It's kind of like um, a fl- you know flashbacks to some of these guys who were great at one point, and a guy like Thomas still can be. But Kamara getting him back, fresh legs. Saints could be an interesting team. And then you mentioned... Right, then we'll see what Jameis can do. You meant, Right. And then you mentioned, San, you mentioned San Francisco. You would think they'd be able to score 30 and keep that streak going against Arizona. But then again, last week, we didn't expect Arizona to put up a fight against Dallas and they beat the Cowboys. So you just never know. The NFL is so hard to handicap to really figure out what, what truly is going on. But I, I love the, the, the uh, stat you threw up there about the teams that score that many points, like Miami, 70, was it? And then what they've done after that? 60. 60, excuse me. Um, Because I love Buffalo in this game. And you're giving less than a touchdown at home. I love Buffalo. And Buffalo, by the way, they get the – they're one of the teams in the league that gets a lot of pressure on a quarterback, and they do it with a four-man rush. They don't have to rush more than four, and they're one of the best as far as getting pressure on quarterbacks. So they could drop seven in the coverage, which, again, is to me, it's an advantage. If you got seven trying to chase around Tyreek Hill and Waddle and those guys, I, I do like Buffalo in this game. Well, it's a huge game for Buffalo because if they lose this, now they're two games behind the Dolphins in the division already, and you have lost at home to them. Um you know, the Bills always would like to play the Dolphins at home probably in November or December. But, sure. Uh, so it works out that they get to, the Dolphins get to come up there early in the year. But if you're suddenly two games behind the Dolphins and have lost a home game to them, uh, that's a big one. Also, I mean, you look at like the Jaguars, huge game for them this weekend. You don't want to go to one and three. That's why you look at some of the lines this week. 
And I wonder what they were preseason. Jaguars are a three-point favorite at home against the Falcons. Well, it's in London. Or that's right, that's in London. But mm-hmm. pre preseason, I wonder what that line would have been. Right. And then like the Colts Rams, a pick'em. I wonder what that would would. I wonder. Do you think there's any chance if the Dol- if the Colts keep playing well that they could get Jonathan Taylor to come play for them again? I don't know. I think that relationship with Ursay has been soured so bad he just doesn't want to play. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, Pittsburgh's only a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Texans. It's in Houston, but still only a two-and-a-half-point favorite over there in the preseason when everybody was falling in love with the Steelers and what they were doing, and you, the Texans were expected to be terrible. I mean, that you probably could have gotten – at that point, it was probably would have been Steelers minus, like, seven, and now you can get a minus two-and-a-half. Exactly, and, and C.J. Stroud right now – is the certainly one of the favorites for Rookie of the Year. He's been tremendous. Whereas it's not that Bryce Young is bad. Bryce Young's getting crushed. The Carolina Panthers' offensive line is horrible. Now, I don't know how good Houston's is. Uh, do they still have Tunsil? Uh, Laramie Tunsil, right? They're, they're evidently protecting him. Stroud is off to a great start in his professional career. I don't think Houston's a really good team by any stretch of the imagination. But if you protect these young guys, you give them at least a chance. Anthony Richardson's been banged up because he plays with reckless abandon, but he's been good because he's been good. He's been on his going out on his own, doing things, improvising. Bryce Young, it's not that he's bad at all. I think Bryce Young, and, and stop with the he's not big enough talk. I don't think that's it. It's his line is getting him killed. Just like we said, the Jets line, I don't know how many times I said that leading into the season, they're going to get, in fact, that night, as soon as that game started, I go, that line's going to get Aaron Rodgers. Boom. Three, four plays, he's out for the season. They're, Zach Wilson, I don't think Zach Wilson is as bad as he's showing. I don't think he's good, but I don't think he's as bad because he's under duress all the time. That offensive line is Horrible. So all the talk about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and a Super Bowl, they would have had a, certainly a, a better shot with Aaron Rodgers in there. But Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if we, he would have made it through the season with that offensive line. Black tie moving can take the worry out of the process of moving for you. If you've got a move coming up, it can be stressful, no doubt about it. But if you get the professionals to help you, it makes it a lot easier on you. And black tie moving is the call to make. All you got to do is give them a call at 901 901- 316-6196. Or you could go to blacktiemoving.com slash Memphis. They uh, work with you, talk with you, coming up with a plan for you that fits your needs and also fits your budget. And you will get a no-obligation quote up front so you know exactly what it's going to cost before you get started with the folks at Black Tie Moving. They also have a moving concierge available to you throughout the process to answer questions that you may have throughout that process to make it, again, Comfort you to ease of a peace of mind throughout the entire process to know your stuff's getting where it's going without any problems. There's no issues, things like that. All you get, all you got to do is call the folks at Black Tie Moving, 901-316-6196. When you have a move coming up, make sure you get the professionals on your side and the best professionals out there. That is Black Tie Moving. All right, get ready, folks. Here he comes. When we return from the break, we'll open up Hour 3 with the one and only Brandon Lang. He'll handicap some of the huge college football and NFL games this weekend. That'll be followed up by the former three-time NFL All-Pro and founder of the Lights Out MMA on Fubo Sports. 
Mr. Sean Merriman. That's coming up in Hour 3. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. 